0: Um, welcome to our primi, uh, this is our talk of the best, we're in part two, we're in part two of life skills, of parts of the era, embedded life skills, so we were talking about the idea of Hashem appearing to us in a miraculous way since Mat and Taira, and obviously the fullness of that will be in Yumaisa Mashiach, and what we what we then would derive that we want to work on this week is how do we get to see that Hashem is coming to me in a miraculous way and he's making He's making it possible for me to live on a miraculous frequency all the time? I just happen to not see it for lots of reasons, partly because um, I was trained to not see miracles. You know, I, I don't know what it's like to be those people who really grew up, um, really truly, in an atmosphere of everything is miracles and everything is possible and all possibilities are there. Um, I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll tell you a quick uh, a quick um, not analogy, but a, a quick um, story that I know somebody who created a whole system of healing, and he's actually not Jewish, but Um, he was told by his grandmother, you know, when he would be all excited, like, oh, yay, we're going to the amusement park this week. And she would say to him, don't get too excited. You know, you're going to get all excited and all hopeful, and then you're going to end up crying. So she really taught him not to get too excited about things. And somehow, miraculously, he he took it and he used it in a transformational way, and he said, I'm going to spend my life being excited about things and believing that things can happen. And he created a system of healing that was really – you know, he became a channel for a system of healing that's really very miraculous. So, you know, he says, um, if you think you can and you think you can't, it just depends on, you know, it's your thinking. Obviously, we can. So we are in that time now where, you know, can I or can't I? Of course you can. Of course you can. But we definitely were brought up in a world that wanted people to feel like if you if you get yourself too excited about believing in miracles, you're going to be disappointed. If, if if you think that if you think that right today, as we said in the other recording, the hostages will simply walk out free and walk right walk home without anybody even bothering them because there's no one around, and it doesn't happen today, then God forbid, then we'll emotionally crash and we'll just give up and we you know won't want to get up every day. That 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 thought is what kept us from um, uh, allowing ourselves to be in the miracle zone. Because we were taught, if you live too much in the miracle zone and it doesn't happen the way you think it's going to happen in the timing that you think is is going to happen, you will become very depressed and you will crash. So that was the motivation not to live in the miracle zone. You will crash. Now, I'm thinking, um, what if we... You know, do some energy work, work on that idea that I can live in the miracle zone, but I have to add one more factor to it, which everybody talks about today. That if you ask Hashem for a miracle, let's assume you know Tzadik Hashem On some level, of Amnei Kulam we're all on the level of Tzadikim. If we if we decide it's going to be, it's going to be the part in us that is the Amnei Kulam Tzadikim. You're all tadikim It's going to be, but it's not necessarily going to be in the time frame that we think and the way we think it's going to look. And I'm just going to give you a very, a very silly example of, you know, all the different juices and things and therapies that people take, let's say, to fix their knee. You know, let's say a person has problems with their knee. You know, half of our friends have problems with their knee. So, um, and they heard that there's this special, you know, herbal pill that you take, and, and everybody has knee problems, it takes care of their knee problems. Or let's say the story was about this kind of juice, you know, this special juice that you drink and people were having incredible refoulas. Well guess what? The person who took it said, my knee didn't get any better. The whole thing's a hoax. And then somebody said to them, you know, it's very interesting because you, all, all the years that I know you, you're very, you look very foggy. You always look very unfocused. And it's interesting that the past couple of weeks you look so clear and so focused in the way, you know, your eyes and just your vision, just your whole stance is so focused. Said, oh really? I never even thought of that. Which means that this healing juice that they took didn't actually fix their knee. It went to the place of, and healing things that are that really work will usually go to the place of most pekuch nefesh. They'll go to the place that's needed first. I think it's my knee that needs 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 that. I didn't even think, oh my unclear look or my lack of focus. So this person, they became much more focused from this juice. Let's say this, this healing kind of, kind of juice. So that's an example of we say, Hashem, I know you're going to make a miracle and it doesn't seem to happen. Like the little kids, Mashiach is coming today, so they're looking out the window and then at the end of the day they're, well, I don't get it. What do I do now? So obviously we have to create methodologies for what do I do with knowing that the miracle that I ask for is in the process. But it's not appearing to me in a way that I can recognize it as a miracle. That's step two, because that's where everybody gives up. You know, if people just keep saying it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, and after a while they just give up. So that's that seems to be the the work the work spot. You know, this is, that's where you need the hard hat to figure out what do I do when the miracle that I asked for, which is clearly occurring because I asked for it, is not looking like it is occurring. You know. It's a, a process. It's a process. And it, it, whatever, there were, in Base Mashiach this week, there was a, there was a story about a, a, a woman named Miriam, the washerwoman. She, it was an amazing story. And she, she, her husband passed away suddenly. And so she moved there to Thrall. And, um, she had no money and she became a cleaning woman, a, a washerwoman. And, and at some point she just, she really wanted a child and she begged Hashem to, to give her a child. And, and she didn't have a child. But she went to—I forget. She went to a certain sadiq. Well, oh, she works for a sadiq, right? It, I, can't, I can't help but you. But you could, mm-hmm. you, could be, um, right. you could bring many children. Right. You people, will bring. Right. You will bring many children for other people. into the Right. No, no, it's in English. No, I English. Mean, no, but, but the point is, so the sadiq told her, "You, you will have many children. That you know, they're not necessarily going to be in the way that you." That you are, and when she passed away, people started going through and asking for brachas for children. Yeah, I'm and start, it's very interesting what happened. So she didn't end up having her own children, but she was given a bracha from the tzaddik that many, many women would have children in her marriage. So, and many did. So she really ended up ha- and continues to have many, many, many children. She asked for a bracha for eight child, but she actually ended up having infinite children. More, way more than one, like infinite children. I mean, And if you look at it in the long run, um, you know, a person lives 80, 90, 120 years, whatever it is, and then, you know, that's the smaller part of their life. And the bigger part of their life is, okay, now it's going to be infinite life, what they accomplish afterwards. So she, you know, in the short run, she didn't have that child. In the long run, she's having more children than everybody else. You know, they did all their work when they were, you know, 30 years old. They were having all the kids when they they were 30. But then it's tapered off. Now with her, it just started to work. It started to go. You know, she, she's like the late bloomer that's producing when everybody else stopped producing. So she's extremely fertile, this woman. She just is having hundreds of thousands, you know, ultimately she's going to have hundreds of thousands of, of children. So did the miracle happen? It did. But you have you know one has to have eyes to see that the miracle can come in many different forms. So that's an amazing thing. So that's really the the question that we have this week. What would I have to do to see that? And so um So in, in so right now we see Hashem as Elohim and I see the popcorn sitting on the plate and it's very visible. Shmiha Hashem Yut as he creates miracles I don't really see. But in the future the name Yud will be like Elohim, meaning I will see the miraculous part of Hashem the way I see popcorn on the plate now. It will just be very basic. The miracles will, will be you know, everybody will see it. I mean what, you don't and and you see that happening today that in all the energy healing you have very, very many people now who can create healing and sense things and have an intuition about other people's energy that you did not have in other generations. In other generations, it's a big mystics. In this generation, you see all you know, the healers. How do you know when this and this person is having a shift? Well, I feel this itch in my ankle. I've heard a lot of healers say that. I feel this itch in my ankle, and then I know that they shifted. Okay... And it's considered basic. Nobody says, oh boy, you're weird. They all sit there at the, at the healing conferences they say, what do you, how do you know that somebody, somebody had a breakthrough? Yeah, my, my, I, I feel something, I feel a quiver in my neck. Really? Yeah. So, so that means that ability to kind of experience something deeper is becoming very basic. It's becoming very basic. Um, and it says, your sons and daughters will, will prophesy, we will see deep concealed stuff. It will be openly revealed to us. It's basic. That's what we're talking about with the tunnels. We're saying let the tunnels, which are deep underground and concealed, we don't see the hostages. We don't know where they are. We don't even have them on there. Maybe somebody has the technology that can actually see where they are. We don't. So they seem to be Rahmanaslan, deep underground, hidden away somewhere, and we can't find them. And that that's like literally a parallel to Yud K Vav K is somewhere deeply wherever that we can't see it. You know, Hashem, we know that you're making miracles and we don't see it. So he's asking, how about if I bring it all up above ground that every every every, you know, every uh Saravka and Leah can see seeing my miraculous self, okay, that will be in the times, which we're going we're in the process now, so that what would be the physical counterpart of that? Literally, the tunnels where the hostages are sitting, holy hidden, holy, holy, holy the are sitting hidden, they will just move up to the top of the ground to become totally visible and just open. It's literally kind of what we're talking about in the Shiha. The the visualization we thought of is, the, I would say, the exact counterpart of that in the physical world, right? Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't that be the miracle this week? And then what do we need to do to make it happen? Believe it. Believe it, right, and make ourselves vessels into the era, you know, that Hashem appears to us. Say, he's appearing to me, well, I don't see him. So work on it. I'm talking to myself. Work on realizing that he's coming to me and giving me all these, these, these miracles. He's coming to all of us and giving us all these miracles. Let's work on it. And that's, and, and it's a very simple thing. You just have to shift the timeline. You know, techn- technologically you can you can do it. Imagine that you have a timeline and it's Gullahs, 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 boop, then transition to Gaula and then full Gaula. So just move okay, I'm talking about the old technology, move the paper over a little bit and move it into um the timeline is like we're in Gaula now. That's thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you a funny story about that that um somebody told me when her her sons were, you know, still single and at home, her son said, Um, mommy, I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the coffee cake for Shabbos So you know, she said, Okay, great. So he opened up the He opened up the recipe book, and he started following the recipe. And then in the middle, somebody came to the door, so he he went and um, answered the doorbell and then came back, and he continued with the recipe. And the cake came out very unusual. It turned out why? Because (laughs) the page changed. The page on the book, you know, was like – and he's not so experienced with cooking, so he didn't say, this doesn't – you know, wait a minute, this doesn't seem to fit that. So he started (laughs) – one recipe over there, but then the page moved, and he was looking at a completely other page, and he didn't realize. He was combining a few recipes. He was combining a few recipes. The page simply moved. Mm-hmm. That's all the piece of paper moved. So if the piece of paper said, um, it, it's like, you know, you could say, oh, boy, I have to make plans for for, for, for Purim and this and that, and, you know, all these plans, and, and, and you you do a lot of work and then somebody said, what do you, what do you, what are you, what are you talking about? They said, it's very soon. No, it's not. Said, oh, you're looking at last year's calendar. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Right. You know, oh, no, I have to make self money. You're looking at last year's calendar. You looked at the wrong page. So it's that in a way it's that graphic that Hashem is saying, if in Gaula Hawaii will be like Yellow king. Just like you see the popcorn on on the plate, you're gonna say see both k you're gonna see all the miracles. We're able to do that now ah, we're now. So we're able to do that now if we shift, you know, move the page. Move the marker on the page. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> move move Yeah. Okay, so we had a little break here in uh, in uh, with our little for bringing. So we're up to the idea of that Hawaii will be like Elohim, that we will see the miraculous, miraculous ways of Hashem, um, the way we see popcorn on the plate now. So we're used to the idea that Hashem is there, and we said—I uh, don't remember if we said it on this recording—the physical counterpart of what we're looking forward to is exactly that vision that we had, which is that all of the tunnels where the hostages are should move up to the up above ground, be completely opened up, revealed, and everybody does all the hidden walk home very comfortably and very safely. That would be the physical counterpart of Havaya becomes like Elohim, meaning Havaya. Is Hashem as he is in his miraculous way, which normally the miracle is hidden in the, in nature. We don't, you know, the, like this idea that that the tunnels should disintegrate and the Yidn walk out. That's Hashem being hidden in there and you don't, you don't see, you don't see the miracle. Afterwards you can look back, but you don't see the miracle. The level of Elohim is you see what you see. You see the tunnels, you see the cat, Rachman you see the terrible stuff that's going on. That you see. That's Hashem as Elohim. Hashem as Kei Vavkei, a miracle that you don't yet see. In the future, Hashem as Yudkei Kei will become basic reality. You'll see the miraculous hand of Hashem in everything. It'll be basic download reality. And therefore, K Kei will move to a higher level. To me, I'm not sure that that's what it would look like, but to me, it means that we're used to now that knowing that Hashem can make miracles very easily. As USK came. Maybe the higher level is in which we understand that we, if we're in full sync with Hashem, can co-create miracles very, very easily. Maybe it means that. I, I, I can't promise you that, but that's a thought. It's just my uh, hypothesis, not even the theory. My hypothesis, and, I, and and other people can offer their thoughts. But we know that there will be a chiddush in Matz and Taira. Tyra will move up to a higher level as well. Taira Chadasha And then, so you're going to have Yudkei Bavke, Hashem becoming basic, and he'll move up to a higher level. Good. That's number one. Number two, Taira will move up to a higher level. It'll move to Taira Chadasha, And then the idea of the wedding between us and Hashem will move up to a higher level. And it means this world is like the engagement, and Yemaisa Mashiach is the wedding. So everything will move up a level, from you know bab Bovke to a higher level, from Taira to Taira Chadasha, from um, the wedding, from the engagement with Hashem to the wedding with Hashem to a higher level. All of these things. That's why we're saying the visualization we're appearing is the tunnels moving up to a higher level and just disintegrating. Now, when we think about the Mila of Yid after Mat and over the one of the Abba's before Mat and Tyre, Davka through, um, through Tyre coming down, through Hashem coming down after Mat and Tyre, you have his very essence. He comes down into the world, his very essence. His very essence. And that makes the essence of the Yid be revealed. And as long as It doesn't come down, 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 down into everything. That's a proof that it's not really the essence. The essence. So now, when we think about Mashiach times, the future relative to now, the fact that there's no limitation of the essence is not only that it's coming down here, but how much it's revealed. What Hashem's essence is in the world? Do is it fully in the world? Maybe. But, so what's, where, where, where's the problem? The problem is we don't necessarily seek. Because the fact is the etim, Hashem's essence and our essence do not have to be hidden. Surely they can be, it can be revealed. And surely when we do our mitzvahs, our evadah, we bring it all down into this world. But when it's visible in this world, oh, wow, there's Hashem's essence. When he's visible in this physical world, that's not just for the future. That is for now. If you don't see Hashem's visible presence, his very essence, down here in this world, then you aren't really talking about his essence. You're talking about something more external with him. I see God in this world. If you don't see him in every single thing, the very essence, you're not talking about his essence. And so the Avida of our Avida since Matantaira comes with the Kayach of our Avice. Because after Matantaira, we're talking about what do we see? It's called revelation. You know, we see all kinds of things happening. We don't really see what's happening inside behind the scenes. The essence of things. We don't. We, yes, I'll believe it when I see it. That's the way we operate in life today. I'll believe it when I see it. i got to see it to believe it. Before, before and saira the main Revaidah was from the Etham. Avram, Yitzchak, and, and Yaakov, they didn't have to have any proofs to believe things. They knew something that we didn't know. They had that in Muna. Just like in the future. The future. So because of what our others did, we are able to do what we do since matan one makes two possible. Guess what? Two makes three possible. We're number two. Number one is our avas and what they do. Number two is us and what we do. What they did, one makes two possible. Now, that means two makes three possible. What we do makes the Avayda of Yemaith Mashiach possible. Everything that will be done in the world through all of the through in Yemais and Mashiach depends on what we do now to make three possible. Um, The and the big difference is: is Hashem here? He's always been here, but in Mashiach times, you we will see Him. And now, especially at the time of Galus, the avida comes from Yesem. The Icar of vaida is the Nefish Nefesh in the time of Galus, And so, the Shlemus of the future is included, all packed into the Abbas. There are three who tasted Hashem in this world and the world of the future. Avram, Bakol, Yitzchak, Mikol, and Yaakov Kol. And the main revelation will be in the future. The, all the whole thing will come together in the future. And then you'll have the Shlemeth, um in us because the Schlamath of the future is achieved through what we do in this world here. So let's just end off with three energies. Three Parshias. The energies are before Matan That's like the Avos. Since Matan that's what—that's our lives. And then Mashiach times one, two, three. Time of the Avos, number one. We said. since Matan number two. That's us. And Mashiach times number three. That all enables us and we're going to see in the Parsons in a second, to take move the energy around. The energy of the future is obviously amazing. I mean, Mashiach times, otherwise, why are we waiting for it? It's amazing. The energy of the time of the Abbas was pretty amazing because they were amazing and they made things amazing. They had amazing miracles. The tough period is right now. Number two phase. It's like being the middle child. You know, the first child, wow. Oh, so amazing, so sweet, and brand new baby. And then the last child, wow, the last baby. Oh, my goodness, you know, the first child is so precious and the last child is so precious because it's the first child. And then the last one, this is the baby of the house. Eighteen children and this one's the baby. Wow. But the middle child, mm, you know, gets sandwiched in. So we are the middle child that are kind of sandwiched in, in the kind of tough time, since Moth and Tyre, It's a tough time. Now, the interesting thing is that it's, it's a very miraculous time now, but because it's so hard, it's hard for us to feel miraculous. So what can we do? We can borrow from the miracles of the future and bring them into right now. And we can take advantage of the miracles Uh, We can borrow from the number three people, the number three energy of the future, and bring those miracles, you know, bring the future into now. Bring the future into now. That's one thing we can do. The other thing we can do is bring the past into now. So if we're looking, if we're looking for the technique that we want to use this week, it is when I'm sitting in a present situation, pull the future in picture the future is you know, with everything resolved and everything miraculous and pull it into this present moment. Also, grab all the energy of the past that we inherited all that all of the benefits of the past and pull that into now. And so that means that in this present moment, when it's a struggle, I'm pulling from two directions everything that I need to have a miracle right here, right now. So Let's just pull it together with these the three Parshas. The um the Parshish are Shmais, the Aram Parshas Um because the full revelation of Shem Habaya in the future is Tia It is in Parshas remember again, Hashem says, I didn't come to the Abbai in with that miraculous my miraculous self is Yutke Vavkei. I came to you. The number one people, I didn't come to them with, with the name The number two people I did, since Mazantaira, problem is you guys don't feel it. First, The first ones, our Abba, they would have felt it. They were very sensitive. But Hashem, Yudkei, Hashem didn't appear as in his miraculous sense. The second group that's us, since Mazantaira, Hashem appears to us. So Hashem is appearing to us in his miraculous way, but it's so dark and we're so insensitive that we simp- and we're struggling so much that we don't see what's in front of our eyes. We don't see Hashem coming in such a miraculous way. So that's no fun, to say the least. And in the future, the third, the third energy, Hashem will be visible to everybody in his miraculous sense. So, um, and that we see, uh, so that future time is emphasized by Parshish Baal. Vayam al Taro. Zayar says, you know, this means Taro is the revelation of the highest level of Kedusha, that when he comes down into this world, he he appears as the lowest level of Klipa. The lower it falls, the higher it comes from. We're talking about the you know, the, the fifth level, past Yud K the fifth level of the tremendous revelation. That's the revelation of the future. And Parsha's Bo is the third parsha of Sheikh Sefer of Sefer's Gaula. So the third Ga'ula and the permanent Ga'ula is in Parsha's bo, is implied in it. And these three Parshas, you, you look at it, Shmites, the era, both, show really on three different eras. Parsha Shmites is like before and Tough time. Very tough time. Parshas the era is and like and And Parshas Bo is like the future. Parsha Shmites is speaking about the slavery in rhyme. Tough time. You have to have real Amuna and real Messiris Nefesh. It was like the time of the Abbas. It was the Kur And it prepared us for Matz and Being in the slavery of Mitzray prepared us for Matz Then we come to Parshim Za'era. Hashem says, Tell the Yidden, I am Havaya, and they should know that I am Havaya. Boom. That's the revelation of Matz and Bo is Vayat It's the revelation of the future. So, as we say, to finish off with the the life skill, we all live with these three different energies. What was, what will be, and what is right now. There's a story of a certain tzaddik that really had horrific um, suffering, horrific yusurim. And he was always the semcha. And they asked him how he could be. And he said, the suffering of the past I wouldn't sell for a million dollars. I am who I am because of it. The suffering of the future, I have the tachin that I won't have it ever. I won't have it in the future. And the suffering of the present is only one minute. It's a momentary, it's one moment of suffering. The present is only one moment. So it's one moment. So I can get through one moment. But we all have that, we should have what he had, his suffering, but we all have the past, in which we have lots of complaints about what happened to us in the past, there are very few people who say, my life has been so beautiful and perfect up until now. Wow, 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 just a bed of roses. All right. You know, and if your life has been a bed of roses, then you had friends whose lives weren't a bed of roses. So if you're an empath, you're going to feel, you know, somebody's been suffering and I've been suffering because they've been suffering. So the collective Jewish people, our past hasn't been too peachy. It's been like Parshish Schmutz, enslaved. And in fact, if you want to look at it psychologically, you know, all of our gulless addictions and our enslavement, to all of our interesting emotions, <laughs> let's say, all of our, you know, addictive emotions of, you know, I, I, you know, I'm addicted to struggling and I'm addicted to ain't it awful and I'm addicted to all that stuff, which... You know, somebody once said about the yidden, you don't grow. This was a secular Yid, You don't grow beautiful on a diet of ugliness. We were beaten up for a few thousand years, three thousand and some years. How beautiful do you want us to look if we've been beaten up, black and blue, and 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 barely breathing? God forbid. So that's our past. We are the people of Parsha where it's just enslavement to Paro with the whip and and impossible labor and. They're doing everything to defeat us. We know about that as as a nation. And the future is bow where there'll be the revelation of the of the very essence of Hashem and the most incredible life and incredible godly life and life will be wow. And then this era, which we're living in the middle of right now. And I think most of the um Makkas Parshas era right? All of the, you know, I'm sorry they can, <laughs> all the tough ones. So we're living through parts of the era which, which corresponds to the idea of, you know, since Mat and Tira, Hashem is here in a miraculous way. Boy, it sure is hard to see it. So the life skill that we take is in this week, if Hashem is appearing to us in his miraculous way, too bad I can't see it. Hey, guess what? You just won the lottery. Oh, that's great. Uh, but they said I have to, I, I have to, I forgot my password (laughs) you know they say I have to give them access to my bank account in the next three minutes I can't remember my password and you know it's pretty common no in the next if I give them if I allow them if I open up my bank account in the next 52 seconds then they will put $10,000 it's not a lot anymore they'll put $10,000 in my bank account and I can't remember the password for my bank account. And I have to go on, reset my password, and then they say, no, this password you used in the past year. And whatever I try, it's not working. And that was 42 seconds, 46 seconds, 48 seconds. I have two seconds left, and I can't remember the password, and I get all nervous, and et cetera, and nothing's working. You have the tech glitch. You know what, right? Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> story, Story of our lives. And we feel like we're going to miss it. So the good news is, Hashem is downloading, you know, he's, he's putting in the bank account $10,000 every minute. We can't remember the password, and we can't remember figure out how to uh, help. So the life skill for this week is by Eirei Love Hashem. Hashem is appearing to us. I want to see Hashem. He said, no, do what you need to do. So one of the techniques that we would do to see that Hashem is appearing to us is pull from the future and pull from the past. Pull from the future at any difficult moment. In the future, it's not going to be like this. In the future, all the problems will be solved. So you know, kind of like, oh wow, I'm so happy the problem is solved. What do you mean the problem is solved? You have two seconds to remember your password. How is the problem solved? Yes. Well, in Yom Mashiach, the password will, will put itself <laughs> will put itself in. And also, I can go back to the past, so I can pull from the future and say, let's 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 take that chaos kind of from the future and say. There are, we don't have these problems in the future, so it's just gonna work out. And take from the past and say, Abram Yitzchak and Yaakov, you, and Avram, Avinu especially, you gave me the Kayak of Amunah, believing that Hashem is good and Hashem's gonna work it out for me. What? I have better things to do than remember passwords. Uh, you know, I'm here to think about deeper levels of Tyra. I can't also be remembering passwords. <laughs> you know? I'm, I, have better things to do with my, with, with my brain. So Avram, Avram Avinu said, what did he say? He said, okay, they'll put me in the fiery furnace, it'll work out. Or like, this is it, this is it, this is it. I don't have to, what, me worry? I don't have to worry. So we have from the past, we have Avram Avinu saying, what are you gonna, you don't have to worry, don't worry. And from the future, when we really won't have to worry. And if I bring those two time frames into the moment when I'm in this struggle, then at that moment Hashem can appear to me, and I can experience Geula Shleima. Oh, so, ye, Yiratim, we should find ourselves in that part, um, in that time, immediately now. Part three of this, of this little series, will be about um, the three phases of that correspond to these three, these three steps of uh, in the Avida of uh, the Rebbe Rayat. That will be the next recording. Uh, plus maybe a, a tapping script, uh, a tapping sequence, and may we find ourselves in the Gulen Mithis Roshwein and the Beis Shashlishi immediately now.